All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 175, and this is a phenomenal evening. This is going to be a phenomenal episode. It is NFL Draft Week. All of this research and downtime. I know the guys that I'm here with this evening, they might be a little emotional that these college players they've been watching for years are finally growing up and they're heading to the NFL and they're going to get their teams and and they're going to graduate and they're going to move on but they're still they're still not there yet and it's still undecided and there's a lot of people talking about this could happen that could happen there's a lot of gambling going on so we are going to be talking some prop bets so we can help you put your money in a good spot. If you lose, it's not on us. All right. We're just helping. We're not necessarily pushing you. All right. We're going to have some discussion and then you can make educated guests. But first, I'm going to introduce my co host this evening, Mr. Nino Brown, the hardest working man I know at Nino Brown underscore T2T on the Twitter. Nino, what's cooking? Uh, I'm excited for this one. It's been a, a long time. We're about, you know, two days away. Uh, Dino, that's Red Bull number two, just so you know. Put it in the comments and let you know. It, we're two days away. It's been a long ride. I know Froton. Understatement. My guy, yeah. My guy Froton's ready to let, let the birds fly, just like I am, you know? You know, it, 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 if, if it's true love, they come back to you, right? So if Mims comes back to you and he hits, and, and it was it was real. So I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. My man at the bottom brings just as much energy as me to the show, so I can only imagine what this one's going to be. Let's and that man, that man at the bottom, if you're listening at home, is Eric Froton. He's a league college football and NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports. Eric, how are we doing this evening? Doing great, gentlemen. Uh, am I ready? As, as Nino <laughs> alluded to, it has been a long road, but uh, you know, here we are. That all the January, February, March, you know, uh, and finally into April, I'm ready for the guys to get picked and then to move on to the next class of college fantasy football. So, you know, uh, looking forward to getting all this done, putting in some speculative uh, action and, and having a little fun with this. Man, it's incredible. I'm, I'm happy to have you here. I know we've been working on this for a few weeks and Nino was uh, gracious enough to link us up. I know you've been on shows with Nino before. I know Boomer, shout out to Boomer. You linked up with Boomer and now down at the combine. So T2T's getting around Eric gets around. And again, we're, we're happy to have you on this evening. Why don't you let everybody know before we kind of get into all of this prop bet discussion, kind of what you're doing over at NBC Sports and what they can expect to see from you over there and where they can find it. Sure. Yeah. I work for NBC Sports. I am the lead college football analyst there. I was the 2020 FSWA College Sports Writer of the Year. Uh, I specialize in betting college fantasy football, projecting, you know, DFS, uh, as well as projecting uh you know debbie dynasty campus canton i really enjoy campus canton leagues so you know a lot of people that uh are involved and doing draft stuff they're kind of more just tricks i try to put my money where my mouth is and during the season i am watching all these guys from a collegiate perspective every week week in week out and i'm analyzing them for player performance in college from a college fantasy dfs and mostly especially uh, from a profit center and how it relates to what we're talking about today with prop bets, uh, college fan, college football prop betting, where I am, you know, I think pretty objectively the the best in the industry at this Ooh. point, 69% year one in 2020, 71% year two, 2021 this year, 68%. 
So uh, just doing my best to, to try to get out there and, and try to win money and try to, you know, inform the public best I can. Love man. it. My I, man I, stays in the green. Always in the it. green. Yeah, trying to. Well, let's hope so. The draft is a wild, wild ride. So I, you know, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. How, how, dude, it is a I wild so ride. I feel my in-season prognostication yeah. abilities. You're like, that's my realm. Right. The draft, who knows? I, I don't know what these guys are going to pick. I can project what guys are going to do on the field very easily because I've seen them and watched them for four years a lot of these times. So when it comes to knowing where they're going to land, oh, boy. Well, What's it's a lot out? of – so in-season, it's like you can kind of guess – like not guess, rather. You could follow trends. You could see what defenses are doing. You could see what offense is doing. You could see what coaches are doing. Like you could see that stuff. With the NFL draft, it's not necessarily analysis-based. It's it's reading tea leaves. It's reading tea leaves, <laughs> figuring out what the GM's trend is, right? Figuring out what yeah. – you know, you got to listen to a lot of – I try to listen to a lot of beat writers – is the beat writers who are kind of close to the teams, they tend to know. And it's it's the GMs are usually they they sometimes they see players the same as us, you know, the analysts and uh, the dynasty, the Devi, the, the camp, campus of Canton players, like guys like us. But sometimes they they see things a lot different. Like think about um uh what's the name of the old Raiders GM when Gruden was there? Can't think of his name right now. Who took uh Cleland Farrell with like the fifth pick? in in the draft hmm. well a few years ago basically clellan farrell went like top five and the raiders took him and no one expect him to even go top 20 so you know some the raiders are famous for that yeah and you know that's their thing they yeah. fall yeah. off the cliff in like two weeks <laughs> yeah the hb and then even recently dude they have recent hits it's not like we have to go to the oldies with the raiders Right. Oh, they're- Mayock, Mike Mayock, right? Yeah, that's who it is, Mike yeah. Mayock. Mayock, good call there, but like, no, it was the comments. Stuff. Shout out to the comments, Dean yes, right. and Frito. Props, props, great call. <laughs> but you go, you go, you look at the recent stuff. Hey, don't discount Alex Leatherwood when no. we're playing the hits. So <laughs> Raiders draft. That was another misses. Mayock. I mean, that was another Mayock Woo! miss. Boy, was that a doozy! I and obviously, play had play like, did they Alex miss on some wide receivers? I've seen a wide receiver and a cornerback. They're in jail, right? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, rough, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Rugs and, and and uh the other gentleman with the red dreads. I forget it. He was a DB. I'm I, I don't know, but I really enjoy how you said how you put it like playing the hits of the. Yeah, the I think <laughs> I think that is a, a very funny way to put it. Eric, are are you a, a mock drafter at all? Uh, you know, to, sure. I have a mock draft out right now. I just put out today, which is covering the entire betting market from when it opened and it really expanded. Uh, two weeks ago, like two and a half weeks ago, when we started having the players to team markets, the individual picks, things like that, expanded from there. And I kind of give a full life cycle uh, analysis of where it opened and where we are today and uh, how the market has been moving. So it's uh, it's a little different take on the mock draft genre. I know everybody's sick of mock drafts by now. We've all read a million <laughs> of me. them. I'm not Peter King, you know, I'm not... I- <laughs> I'm not Daniel Jeremiah or Dan Brugler, but what I can offer you is a different perspective than what they offer because I can give you the gambling side and the movement there and just cover it from a different angle than I've seen anyone else really put. So if you want to learn about where the market has been, where the market has settled from a gambling and betting perspective, I can offer that to you. Excellent. So we want to hear that. I know Nino's got that information pulled up, but I do want to let everybody who's listening at home know you have 
less than 48 hours. We're doing a mock draft challenge with the fellas and the ladies over at draftcountdown.com. Check out the Toilets of Titles Twitter handle. The pinned tweet will tell you how to enter. Free entry. You just got to subscribe to a few YouTube channels. For every 10 people who enter, we're putting $20 in a pot. We're capping it at 500 bucks. Winner takes all. So if you are a mocker, I mean, maybe Eric will, with what the information that Nino's going to be going through right now, he might help you get the winning mock, and then you'll just have to throw a little cash his way. That, you know, that's how yeah. that's how it should work. Well, hey. I, I can't speak to accuracy. Who knows who's going to get picked, but I can tell you where the market is, and you can right. at least learn. At least you're yeah, learning exactly. something from a mock draft. Right. Absolutely. But you said cash, and you, you said betting, and Massachusetts, Photon, it's legal now. Oh, so as it should be. You, you, you know where I'm getting long, at, my man. You know. And you're coming home. So you know the deal, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> but, home let's... sweet home. I love I'm it. Ready. Right down I, the road. I'm in full Motley Crew mode. Give me the <laughs> Let's uh, the track. Let's break down let's break down your mock draft and, and, and some of the picks yeah, that really. you got here in the top. You know, you got Bryce Young at one, the Carolina Panthers. You you have him opening at, you know, pl- Plus 220, and then by April 6th, it was uh, minus 200. <laughs> and then this morning, it was minus 1,000. So, I mean, if there was a sure bet, I don't believe in them, but if there were one, I would say that, that, that that's a lock. So, ooh. It has been a wild ride in <laughs> the first pick. Mark, usually, usually you get the borrow or you get the, the Trevor Lawrence where you say, all right, we, we have the blue chip. Not this year, even though, you know, I do – Bryce Young is my number one quarterback, and I do agree with it, but – as you alluded to, the marketplace uh, started out on April 6th when the market opened. It was plus 220 for Bryce Young to go with the number one. As we remember, C.J. Stroud had a great throwing uh, you know, session mm-hmm. at the Combine, which really kicked him up. He, he had then, about a month. Like People yeah, like yeah, he, was he, was the, was he was the beauty for about a month. Yeah, and, and that, that market was open much earlier. That was in, in February. I'm saying when, when markets expanded to really uh, – open up the board to all the teams where they're going and put that together. That's when he was plus 220 on April 6th moves up to minus 200 five days later quickly. And we remembered that flip where it was definitely a conversation point last night. And I'm talking <laughs> last night I went to bed here on the West coast. I checked it cause I was writing the column. He was minus 2000 to go the number one pick, Bryce Young. I woke up this morning. He was minus 1,600. Here we are. He's minus 1,000 right now. (laughs) Or when I printed this, he was at minus 1,000. You can give me an update. I'm sure somebody out there. But uh, it's all the way down to minus 1,000. Will Levis at plus 450? My God, if you got him, he was in the 3,000 range. You know, Um, this is an astronomical shift. Who knows if this Reddit jargon... You know, is real. My God, you look at the NFL draft market swings in a way that just nothing else can swing. Yeah. You can't do this in season. I've seen, you know, you've at least had eyes. You know at least what to expect from a game script standpoint. There's nothing like this. So Mm -hmm. up on board. Is it smoke, though, the Levis stuff? Do we, what do we like? I think so. Yeah. Man. 
Crazy. What's, what's the next well, one we got? I, I just I can't believe. Well, well right? I don't think he's going to win. Levis, the number one overall no. pick. You saw what he did last year. Yeah, it was seven to thirteen big time throw to turnover worthy play rate. But what I, is the smoke? Like what? What happened? Like what? Like what popped up? What occurred overnight that sent Will Levis like skyrocketing? There was a Reddit post apparently. I mean, but gosh, like what? Uh, what was it? There was a Reddit post said apparently Will Levis was told by unnamed source that he by the Carolina Panthers that he will be the number one overall pick that he has already been informed of that that is what the speculation has been so has led I, to I, the I, I, and then over. and then Nino. seven hours Nino, later what was the name of this reddit poster I, I don't know the name but it I, was I, Nino. Nino. Oh, sure. it was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't even know hey seven hours later Frank Wright comes out and says that they have consensually come to agreement that they have their quarterback and they're going with a quarterback with the first pick just saying I, I'm not I don't believe go. he's going one he's going in the top four I don't care what anybody says I, I like Indy I got him going Indy yeah we'll, I think we'll Indy loves it. makes sense we, we oh, have we just, have uh, so Justin but Carolina is a beautiful fit for him with that coaching staff. With that coaching sure. staff of Willie Levis, whoo, the, the ceiling could be skyrocket. The floor could be ugly. Well, let's let's say it, with any of the quarterbacks, the floor I think could be ugly. I, I I'm a Will Levis guy. Everybody who watches this or even knows who I am knows I'm a Will Levis guy. I don't think he's one. I don't think he's going number one. All right, what's the next one? The next one we got up here. My guy has at two, C.J. Stroud. Uh, he had him, you know. Opening up to minus 105, and then on the 4th of April, plus 155, and now it sits at plus 900. Wait, so, wait one sec. This was the this was the username of uh, the person who posted that about Will Levis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at, at Levis' death. That's great. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is classic. You go. You know, oh, so you go. Talk to me about – Stroud, and even though Levis came off, you know, dropped to plus 150 at, at the second pick across the board, you still got Stroud in the second spot. Talk to me. I still got it there. I, I mean, there's uh, – and, and I kind of give a nod to it at the end. There's such thing – and you've heard more about it, I think, this year even than in the past as um, – and it was – gosh, I forget who it was for the Colts, but um, it was one of the, the general – the office that, guys who was saying, one? look, everybody's lying all the time. I don't know what's happening. No one else really does. There's so much topsy-turvy that's happening at the top that's going to affect everything down the board. He's like, just who knows? Everything is, is subjective to the top, and we just have to sit there and react. So if anybody tells you they know what's going to happen, they don't. And <laughs> I, I believe that. But at the same time, I do believe that there is such thing as subterfuge, and that is willfully sabotaging uh, something for somebody else in order for you to benefit from it. And I absolutely do not put it past any, uh, you know, having seen the way that things work a couple of years in a row at the, at the combine here and how the, the sausage is made a little bit from just that perspective. Like I don't put anything past these guys in terms of, of playing games and um, you know, manipulation of the system and whatever have you. If anybody knows, it's anybody who watches college football. Because if you do college fantasy football, if you do C2C, if you follow the game, you know that in college, there's no injury report. So every single Saturday, you don't know who's playing. You don't know. It doesn't matter. Sometimes even when they're suited up, 
they're they play. still not playing. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the game. And they hold them out willfully, even after they've gone through warm-ups in full uniform. So this is part of the game in football. Any edge you can get, you take it. And these guys are ruthless in that sense. I don't mean like, you know, as people, but like, look, they will, everybody they wants do. to see. Yeah. Jobs are on the line. Yep. Millions of dollars are on the line for these GMs, these guys making these decisions. They'll do anything. So I just feel like I'm I'm going to stay the course and I'm going to go and, and mock Stroud to the Texans. Uh, sure, it could be Tyree Wilson. If you look at the odds, um, you know, of course. Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson. The smoke is there for Anderson. Yeah. Anderson's at three and a half right now. Yeah. That's his over under. Three so, and a half. That's you don't have a lot of movement. What are you there. what are you going over under on that? Uh it's currently one minus one eighty-five to go over over three and a half. I in this scenario that I mocked, I didn't want to speculate on trading up or whatever. I played the board as it lied, so I had him go into Arizona. But if I was a team, I got to think that Arizona will move down. Mm-hmm. Who they will move down to? Whatever. Somebody. But I got to right. think they move down. And I think that probably pushes Anderson out of that top three. Because I think Will Stroud goes two and then somebody gets desperate at well, three. I mean, I just... At, at Paris Johnson on Reddit, at Paris Johnson dad on Reddit, mentioned that uh, he was told <laughs> Kyler Murray loves Paris Johnson. Oh, my so, so, God. So, hey. hey. so... <laughs> Is there a chance – before I ask this question, i got to shout out my guy, Boomer. He always says – you talk about manipulating the system. He's an avid advocate about Montez Sweat and, and, and Washington Commanders. They, they did whatever they needed to do to get him. They said he was still hurt. You manipulated the system and got him to fall, and they were able to get him. So shout out, Boomer. He, he's been saying that. It happens. Yeah. Now, is there a chance that Stroud could pull a field in this class in fall, right? And – do the odds skyrocket by the end of the night with the report that the injury to Tyree Wilson is still there? The, the objects in, in place needed to be come out, and they're not out, and a lot of the injury reports are saying uh, the timetables aren't matching up. So I, I, what I'm reading is he could drop out. Of the yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people who are extremely plugged in are, are saying that that's a possibility. So we saw Justin Fields. I had Justin Fields as my QB two from the class after Lawrence. I mean, forgive me if I've watched the guy his entire career and I loved him. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I can't just do the whole Zach Wilson. Hey, it's 2020. <laughs> he went out and he lit on fire a whole host of Group of Five teams. BYU is a Power Five program that played all Group of Five teams during the pandemic because they couldn't get any power five teams to schedule them because of conference play. So they were throwing against air pretty much. And <laughs> I couldn't believe where he was, but you know, that's neither here nor there, obviously, but uh, yeah, absolutely. He could slip. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, pretend to have any inside information on that. I just, I'm going with my gut and I, I think I, I trust what I've seen on tape and how CJ Stroud has performed and that there's, from what I've seen from the guy who runs the S2 test, he put a lot of doubt into some of what has been reported. And he was even, even though you can't be specific in that position, alluded to specific, you know, like, you know, it, when you heard him, there was an allusion to some, some real outliers. Yeah. And that's what he was referring to. I, I think that's, I think it's subterfuge. I think that's I, gamesmanship. 
you got to, and I want people to understand, it's, he got 18 percentile. Not 18, that wasn't the score that he got on the S2 test. Like, the, like the, I, I know it's not great either way, but it didn't, it didn't score an 18. He was in the 18th percentile. So it's it's different. People don't even I, understand the test. We don't know if he was in that. That's what was reported. Yeah, right, yeah, said. exactly. There's been a lot of doubt cast on that percentile mark. So it's like, look, I don't know. And really no one, you know, I think it's fair to cast judgment and aspersions on. It's not just Stroud, though. As you see, it's every, it's not, it's every, everyone's getting in the game. You like right. you said with Tyree Wilson, when that, who knows what right. like, but like, Hey, all of a sudden, wait, wait, we'll so, see more. We're not done. What I watched, we haven't seen more. Well, you and I watched all year. Doesn't matter. Right. Because this, this test that home, homeboy made up wipes yeah. out everything we watched him do. Right. Watch them rip apart teams. Watch them throw balls in a keyhole. Oh, oh, the wide receivers are 40 yards downfield. That, that, that he's no good because this S2 test says he's in the 18th percent. You know, what's funny. All of these things are popping up this week to cause some of these players yeah. to fall. And then you have a guy like Jalen Carter who watch, he's going to end up solidifying his position in the top 10 because people are going to forget about what was going on with him. And his stuff was real. And all of this other nonsense that's popping up, people are getting scared. And they're like, all right, let's go with something. Sure. We did our research on this guy, this, that, and this thing's going on. So I think all of this, all but solidifies Jalen Carter top top six or seven. I did yeah. have him going to Detroit. He does. Um, yep. All right. You know, Talk so we'll we'll see. I, I mocked him number six. Mm-hmm. His over under is six and a half. It is plus one sixty five to the under. So that's that's if you think he's going there. If if you if you think those issues have been dispelled to some extent, then look, you got you got a couple shots. Would Seattle could take him as well, or yeah. Detroit? You know, Seattle so it's, you'd think, but I mean, yeah. they also probably won't be up here again right. at the five spot and they could, they could sneak in a, a QB. They're plus 700 right. to go QB. And I think they're right. a good dark horse spot. Yeah. Who would they, who, you think they would do, do you think AR. they would Richardson. jump up? Richard, AR. Richardson. He would, they that, would be Richardson. Carol, are you kidding me? Carol would like, he'd be yeah. in his so element with Gino, the quarterback. Uh, Gino and Gino, like the beauty of it is, Gino's been a backup his entire career, you know. Like, there's not—he's not gonna have the ego of the ten. I, I know so you're I right, mean, but he—he he wouldn't have been a backup had he not got his jaw broken. You know what I mean? Bro- I'm he, saying he could the mentorship. Yeah, role, yeah. I get. You're not gonna I get, yeah. get the, the Tom Brady kind of freeze out like you got with Jimmy G. Yeah. You know, kind of, sort of a thing where Brady was like, "What are you taking this guy for?" Yeah, I, I don't Rod, think love, right? Rod is love. Tannehill, where he's yeah. like, I don't have to help Malik Willis. It's not my job to help him. That was a that was a bad that was a bad look. You know, that was... you got a coach QB type in Gino. Like he's yeah. more that kind of a QB. Gino seems cool as a... shit too, regardless yeah. of whatever he got punched in the mouth for. He seems like a cool dude. I'd go out to eat with him. <laughs> Gino's the dude. So yeah. hey, we talked about AR. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. You got him at over four and a half, and you know, and the line is minus three thirty. So talk to me. Uh, I I got AR going to Las Vegas uh, at the seventh spot. That being said, like man, at the seventh spot, that's a plus eleven hundred hit if Las Vegas stays and. The fall that has been predicted, like you, like we've been alluding to, for some of these QBs, it's it's people are saying that there's going to be a fall. Is it going to be Richardson? Is it going to be Stroud? It's everyone saying it's not going to be the first four picks, so it opens the door down the board. And if Seattle decides they want 
Anderson, if he's there. And then you get Carter for Detroit. And then here comes Las Vegas with Jimmy G at the helm. <laughs> and, a, you know, a good year bridge, year and a half, whatever it takes of a bridge to really develop this 20-year-old kid who's raw at seven. I can't – that. and we talked about the Raiders. They like shiny objects. Yeah. You can at least don't blame them. Like, I get it with Richardson. I get it with Leatherwood. I get it with Ruggs. Get it with Richardson. You know, and there's at least a plan in place. It's linear. I, I can I can draw a straight you trust line. Trust McDaniels? Oh, of course I trust Josh. You trust him. When he's not with Bill, how's the track record? Where's the development? That's one time. It was Two. one time. I love it. Rams and Denver. Listen, Eric. I, Nino is real low on the Patriots right now, man. He's not feeling real good about New England, the well, football I mean, team. He's very, he's <laughs> very upset. Josh. I he's, wish they had Josh. Yeah. But Eric, yeah, no, I agree. But as no, an OC. Yes, you do. OC. OC. Stay in his lane, my man. Stay in your lane. Stay listen, in lane. listen I, the I first, respect it. One of the first shorts we released on the Toilets of Titles YouTube channel was me saying before the Raiders got Garoppolo, the Raiders were going to get Garoppolo and they draft Anthony Richardson and he'd sit behind him. I'm with you. And I hope it happens just because it'll plus make me look very 1100, good. Plus 1100 right now. I've already got it in. So I, I don't care if people destroy it. So that's that guys, I would talk to everybody. Like if you're looking at, if you want to throw 20 bucks on something to go to 20, uh, you know, yeah. Anthony Richardson to go seven to the Raiders. Cause I think, cause the thing is, it's the draft spot. He could very well go to the Raiders, but they could trade up to three. Right. You know, right. and, and he could go to the Raiders, but that could happen. I'm ho- I'm betting on the fall. He's been quiet. Happens, the buzz has been you know? kind of plateaued. Right? The buzz yeah, is we'll plateaued, we'll and, and he's not really talked about. But, Coach, you had a little subtle flex there with, with the short and, 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 and a rich. Uh, I'm going to do a little flex because I got murdered. By my my trusted friend in the industry, Shane Halam, and my boy Moon, when I said early in this process that Bijan to Philly at ten just smells good to me, and now all of a sudden Bijan says today I want to play with Jalen Hurts. I see my guy Froton got him locked in at the ten spot to Philly. Coach, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe they just they want me to think I'm crazy. No, you're not crazy. George, <laughs> this goes out to George, too, who said Philly would never take a running back. A running back will not go top 10. So, so yeah, eat eat this flame. All right. <laughs> Thank Flex you. Flex on him, you know. Froton, well, back me up. Talk to me about Bijan going to Philly at 10. My good paisan, Nino. Let me tell you something, buddy. Plus 300 isn't something that's outlandish. Who's laughing now, Nino? Yeah, plus three hundred for Bijan. The number two, it's either offensive line or it's Bijan. That's what the market's Thanks. telling us. Yes. So that tells me that Nino has beat the bag out of that marketplace <laughs> at the ten pick to Philadelphia. I think he has destroyed it with EV. So that's what I like to see from my homeboy Nino. Well, I'm going to be hanging out with him in Rhode Island when I head back. I can't so wait. Pizzas, to pizzas for the boys. I'm going to have to come up too. I'm not. I'm not too far. I'm down. I'm down in New York. I'm in Orange County in the Hudson Valley. But I'm oh. going to come up. We'll share a pizza. All right. We will definitely have a Saturday of Dude. watching games, and we'll probably hell we we could do a little midway point too. You could yeah. head over to uh, we can meet at Foxwoods or uh, or Mohegan Sun where they have DraftKings. Draft Draft Kings. Kings. 
Bang. And FanDuel. And we we'll can go make live. prop bets. Let's go. Live. Let's yeah. go. Let's get it, it done. This is it. beautiful. This is beautiful day. Pure man. degeneracy. That's all I'll accept. No, it's pure beauty. <laughs> all right. I pure beauty. Um, so we're all over the place here. We've been running through guys. I, as I scroll down your, your mock draft, which is, is beautiful, by the way, you got Skaronsky at 11 to the Titans. You got Jackson Smith and Nigba 12 to the Texans. This one is bold. this one is what I like. I, I, I think that's not bold because I think if they go Stroud, I think they want his homie. Why not set him up to, to win, right? Bring the guy in. Bring his guy he's, he's comfortable with. They have, I'm sorry, Bobby Trees and Nico Collins on Alphys, okay? Bobby Trees has been smoked. His best days are gone. He got oh. rolled up and tossed away. Like, his knees are no good. N- no disrespect. And Nico Collins coming out of Michigan, I thought no he had a little disrespect. bit more. I thought he, he had a little smoked, bit more. <laughs> got no knees, but no disrespect. Yeah. You know, Nico was a dog coming out of Michigan. He just hasn't lived up to the hype. I don't know if that's, you know, the neck, the neck gods problem. Davis Mills not getting him the, the, the ball as much. But I can see that happen. I, I, think, that, I, I think that's a, a home run right there. But the next one. The one I see after that, with Broderick Jones to Green Bay, I, I I know they need to protect the man coming up. For some reason, in my belly, I just feel that they're going to give A-Rod the big old middle finger and take a wide receiver. I just feel like they're going to. Talk sure, to me. Yeah. Dude, that could definitely happen. I mean, if, if you look at the odds, you know, wide receiver's the favorite. That's plus 175 right now, you know, for uh, for them to take a wide out. And that's what the, the board is telling you. If Jackson Smith and Jigba's there in this scenario, entirely possible. I think that's. I think I, that you know that could certainly happen because you yes. have the compliments. You have the you know the three cone shuttle drill bounce routes. Uh, you know quickness, the the lateral movement skills, and then you got Watson on the outside going deep. It it, it just all fits dubs, in a nice dubs little moving ecosystem, the chains. you know. Yeah. Uh, so that that makes complete sense. In this scenario, he's not there, you know. So you got to play by the rules, right? And I just figured, you know, you got to play by the rules. I can get like <laughs> get the value you're getting there, you know, at at plus three thirty to take an offensive lineman. Yeah, I guess there's a little projection where I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like the return, you know, the three point three to one return on what you're putting in. And right. They just skipped the Patriots. Why were they adamant on that to? picks because the jets are widely reported to be going tackle the patriots are widely reported to potentially be going tackle or probably cornerback they wanted to get in front of both those teams i don't oh yeah patriots go go um wide receivers so why would they be looking to get in front they don't care about corners they care about offensive tackles and linemen i put it there because that's that's where i'll plant my flag you gotta go somewhere and that begins a little run of tackles Paris Johnson's off the board, so Broderick Jones the next, uh, and Skronsky too. So, you know, he's the last of the three. I see a tackle run, and then and then a pivot. Where do you have yeah, Darnell Wright going? If you don't mind me asking, Darnell oh, Wright, he's I coming up. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's coming up. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. He's coming soon. But you I'm got sorry. a dog. I'm sorry. You're putting Froton. I love this. I, I think oh, I this is like a surprise. This is this is beautiful this is to me. Right. You're gonna put this dog with Kyle Duggar and Bill Belichick like this. I love Joey Porter, but if you want to say a guy that fits, I know Coach will say Branch is more of a Belichick guy. Witherspoon is a Belichick dude, right? He is just that that that, that guy. I, I, I'm a little my one my concern is the big hit that they say with Witherspoon. He's a big hitter. I feel like it's more timing than he's just a big hitter. He's got precision hits. Like the time is right there. I don't know if he could 
full-on ball will lay the dudes out, but his precision time is great. Well, that's not really his game. I mean, he's, yeah, he's 5'10", you know, like in the in the 180s. He's not coming at you from 205, you know, right. uh, as, as a big corner, which, I mean, have, welcome to Joey Porter land. You know, that's, that's what he's here to do. He's here to separate people from footballs, and you know, get a lot of yeah. that. I mean, there's only so many corners who can do that. you got to go right. safeties for that skill set. But uh, with Witherspoon, just like you said, the mirroring ability, he's always the face. He's an absolute animal, mm-hmm. and I love that. I mean, I know you know what. We all like seeing – passion out there on the field oh. and wanting and just being tenacious and you get that with this food that being said i mean i i got cornerbacks falling here so that's definitely you know will that happen probably not you're probably looking at porter or gonzalez here you know i think we'd have our option of one of those two guys in this but with uh with me factoring in the green the Bay move up and and yeah. The three offensive linemen, you've been hearing a lot, too, of offensive linemen, maybe even like Paris Johnson going way earlier than people think he's going to. Yeah. If that's going to happen, something's got to give. I guess I'm, I'm pushing down, uh, you know, Witherspoon a little bit, but it's the Patriots game. All right. And then the, the next man up is Coach's guy that we talked about here, and that's uh, Donnell Wright um, off of the tackle out of Tennessee. You got him going to the Jets in the, in the pick swap. Talk to us. I mean, well, th- we know that the Jets – are looking at an offensive line. I mean, there's, there's no secret about it. That's how it is. It's a, like, in terms of favorites, there are very few favorites Lock. down here <laughs> from 15 on that are as high as Jets minus 270 to yeah. take an offensive line. They have to. That is a certainty type yeah. of a line. So even though, like, you're not getting value, right, by taking Darno, you're not getting value. Maybe you can – you go that direction. You get in position flex, I think, and and yeah. they have question marks on the outsides. And Beckman's they a use, joke. They, they, sure. they don't know what they have, and, and Wright can play inside but or outside. I, I think that's man. value. Yeah, Wright Wright was three thirty five, and, mm-hmm. and, and anybody who watched the Senior Bowl tape, and I know you know was there. You know he was swallowing people whole oh. in a tough environment with one on ones. You got no protection on the inside. Somebody to pick him up. It's just you and the guy. You know, watch, watch him against Anderson, Ojalari. Brassy, yep. like, play I specifically on. mentioned in my article how yeah. he shut down Will Anderson. So, SEC, SEC right caliber, and the shut dude just doesn't doesn't allow pressure. He like, stopped. There's none of that. Like, he go stopped ahead. his movement cold as soon yeah. as he made contact with right. Like, there was yeah. no jarring right. No. You know, so I mean, you have to. And then he goes and does it at the Senior Bowl against the best of the best out there. He was he what was throwing dudes need? around. He was and throwing don't tell him around. he can't play left tackle. Don't tell him. I didn't <laughs> say it. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I know Chet's saying it either. No, you, know, you don't see him. You're gonna tell no. him. I, I felt bad. No, no, I felt no. bad watching Andre Carter go oh. up against him down oh. there. Because, hey, oh. hey, don't get. Oh. Here's my thing with Carter. Here's my thing with Carter. I'm, 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 right I'm doing some yeah. coverage at West Point. He, he needs time to put weight on. Yeah. These kids at West Point, or these men rather, that are gonna be protecting our country, like these guys, are training in in the spring yeah. for football. They are spending four weeks in July in the woods training to fight a war. Then they're coming out. They can't keep yeah. weight on. So this guy came into the scene. Like when he gets to the NFL, he's going to put 20 pounds on. So so he him going up against Darnell Wright right now, I, I felt uh, bad watching it happen. He he, uh, he came into his own as the senior bowl went on. He felt he, – he figured out a way to use his, his dip and whatever he had to do to get around guys. And, and like And he doesn't have much experience. 
playing football either. You know, I think he's only got like two and a half years. I experience. think he was a tight end too. Yeah. Going, so, going to, yeah. It was two star tight end who converted yeah, to defensive end. It, it, it'll, it'll come around. It, it, he's a little bit of a project. Um, I'm not really too worried about it. I mean, yeah, but but you know what I mean. Darnell yeah. Wright is going against Will Anderson, yeah. Ojolari, yeah. like yeah. the guys we named. He was like one handed him. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> now we talked about runs, right? We got and I love this little run you got here of, of the DBs. Um, you got Gonzo going to the Commanders. Uh, the consensus market was at 125, and now 220. Um, over under eight and a half is is minus 110. So they, they they're liking this. The next pick, the next two picks I love. But the next one is just the pedigree, right? Staying home with dad, Joey Porter going oh. to Pittsburgh at, at 17. And Thanks. then. Wouldn't everybody want that? Dude, you know? Banks filling in for Okuda. Like they get rid of Okuda and you go draft Thanks, the Banks, dude. bro. You, you upgraded and you get the extra, you know, the extra year. Banks Talk to us about dude. the run. Well, and yeah, exactly. With Joey Porter, what what a dream, you know? Why wouldn't you want to see him go to Pittsburgh? I, I yeah. just wanted that to happen. I want to be able to at least say that and put that yeah, in. Yeah, and I would love it. it. It makes sense because the odds, it's it's 50-50. It's plus yeah. 115 for an offensive lineman or a cornerback. And in this scenario, well, the cornerback fell to him. You know, the, the top offensive lineman, Darnell Wright's there. I, I'd take, I'd put him there, you know, no yeah. problem. I think they're thrilled with them, but hey, the cornerbacks there, they let the board play it. And, you know, the legacy lives on decades and decades. Of How about them staying in Pennsylvania board. for their first round pick this year, their first round pick last year? Like they wow. just staying home. Yeah, yeah hey. absolutely. They're like they're farming, you know, that's it's pretty good. It's almost like they're recruiting, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like college football. With them. But, uh, <laughs> Christian Gonzalez slips in this uh, again to 16, like I said, you know, with the with the offensive lineman going up and it's not just, you know, it's not that he went to 16 that I think is the point I'd like to make. The point I like to make is his prop, uh, his over under is eight and a half and yes. it's pretty damn close to even it's under is plus plus one fifteen, but you're only got to pay minus minus one ten juice to get the eight Oh five over. Right. And just the, the rule of thumb I try to use with the draft is just to remember that chances are anything can happen. Unless you're the tippity tippity top <laughs> of your position in the top 10, it's hard to guarantee things. Right. And when you have known spots being occupied that will be done by what I'm assuming, probably three, you know, maybe four in that scenario, quarterbacks, you know, I think more like three is safe, a couple of premium edges, the need for offensive linemen. I think it's a numbers game. Maybe Bijan slips to eight, like we're talking about. You're hearing a lot is plus 200 to go there uh, for a running back. If Gonzalez, I mean, I just feel like he's the second best guy in my board, in, in my estimation, to, um, uh, you know, Illinois uh, Witherspoon. So if he's going to be the number two guy, how can I look at him and say eight? Uh, he's going to go under eight. Yeah. I just don't think so, you know? And I think he's closer to Porter probably than he is to Witherspoon in terms of a lot of people's eyes. And with that sort of a thing, even though his, I mean, his sister's an Olympic sprinter, he's got incredible speed, but I just, uh, I just think that too many things can happen to make that go over and at minus minus one ten, where it's almost even, I think that's a great play. I think that's something we should look at. Coach. I know, I know you, uh, you're, you're a fan of banks. And, oh yeah. And Porter, so I, I like Porter. I, I think banks is um, Porter. You've seen like, he's coming into the, 
the league. And I think he's, he is what he is. I do think there's going to be some ascension. I, I read a quote from Heinz Ward saying that when he was, he would come to Pittsburgh practices, uh, Antonio Brown was a rookie and Porter, I believe was in high school. And there were a few reps where Porter stat like jammed Brown at the line of scrimmage and, and, and shocked him. So this dude, I think he's ready to come. But I, I, what I like about Banks is I think the ceiling is tremendous. Yeah. I think he's just going to continue to develop because he is, I think he is the most athletic corner in this class. I think yeah. Witherspoon, Gonzo, Porter, all very athletic, but Banks, he is so damn athletic. He is like the ideal mirror corner. Whatever move you make, I can make it. If you make me miss, I can adjust and reroute and get back on your hip. So I, I think he's top 20 pick, hands out. I love yeah, it. You don't see a lot of guys running one, four, five, 10 yard splits. You know, like yeah. that is acceleration befitting of, you know, the, the a funny car, you know, like yeah. a roadster. That That is just inhuman. And a 42-inch vert, 99th percentile, 435-40, 98th. I mean, just in terms of his verifieds, doesn't get much better. And uh, obviously coming out of the Big Ten, defense-oriented conference, one of the best. His over-under is 20 and a half. I like him to go under, and that's a minus one twenty. So the it, it's a lean that way too. I, I love it, uh, Coach. I think you're going to be happy with the next run of guys I'm going to put out there because okay. I think you can have a subtle flex. There's a couple things that you said, and and, and Froton seems to be on board with it. Um, he's got uh, this next one is 19. He's got Lucas Van Ness to the Bucks. Uh, I, I just want you to understand my man's wordplay here. Van Ness Bearport, the gargantuan 6'8", 374 pound right tackle, Dalton. <laughs> Jones, like, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, (laughs) go follow this man and 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 lock into everything he's got. That is a one writing. All right, I've been I've been dusting off the pencil. That, my friend, kudos to you. I love. I like it. Thanks, buddy. Four thousand words. I gotta get some some good ones in there. You gotta get creative. You're I've written so much. You have to get outside your comfort zone a little. But yeah, Yeah. uh, definitely with Van Ness. It's a pretty darn good deal here at 19. Uh, I've seen him all the way from nine down to here, right. you know, uh, or even a little bit further if he does. But just the power, uh, you know, a straight edge that you can put as a base 4-3 and you know he's going to eat and he's going to live and he's going to be just fine right. uh, against the run, setting the edge. You're not going to move him, but good good luck good luck pushing him around. Like, that ain't going to happen. And – Obviously, you know, attacking the pass rush, the power he's coming with. It's, it's right. prodigious. He didn't even stop. He never started a game. He was, and, well, he, yeah. he was, and he Kirk, dominated. Kirk Ferentz. You know what Kirk I mean? Ferentz, yeah. Iowa. You know, if you, we're going to sit here and talk about the way Iowa's run in that program, then we're going to be here for a while. He's his last. I, I have uh, to say about Iowa's. Yeah. Did you see the last interview? Where he's like, you know, what do you got to tell about the people? You know, what they feel? I got nothing to say. Bro, you cashed yeah. out. It's over. You yeah. don't even care no more. It's not a Go good home. Life. You know, daddy can't save you no more. <laughs> I think Vanessa, the, the, he needs to be with somebody who can develop him. Like he needs to, if he could learn from a technician, the ceiling sure. is tremendous. I, I would oh, love yeah. to see him in a defense where they're going to do like Technique. a NASCAR package, you know, where they could leave him outside. And then on pass rushing downs, maybe they have another edge rusher who's a little more nuanced than he is. So they're going to deep the offense is going to be focused on that edge rusher. And then Vanessa can go inside against an offensive guard who might be a little slower, a little more of a plotter. He'll match up a little bit better. You know, I'd love to, I know he's not going to go to San Francisco. He's not going to go to LA, but I would love to see him just end up with a Bosa brother. 
have one of the Bosa's. Like he's not as explosive as they are, but those guys, no. the way they look at the game, the way they look at their pass rush, it, it would be excellent. But think about think about the ceiling with a Vanessa and a Will McDonald. Like teams are going to draft one of these edge defenders, likely between eighteen and and thirty, and two of these guys, they could. They could be elite pass rushers. I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen, but there's a lot of potential with those two rushers. Yeah, yeah. certainly. And it, the thing is, they're totally different too. Right. Where, you know, Van Ness is, like you said, he's a little unpolished in terms of his, you know, his toolkit, but um, but the raw power. With, with McDonald, he's a freak athlete. He's just, yeah. a, I mean, it's speed. And quickness and knifing through those blocks. Can he knife mm-hmm. through the the line and be able to slip uh, against you know bigger guys in the NFL, more polished linemen in the NFL, like he did uh, you know in college at Iowa State? You know, I think that's kind of a question. But what isn't a question is speed off the edge, and he is mm-hmm. literally like you're saying. I mean, that's he's blazing speed, mm-hmm. and that isn't something that you can just find it's traits it's traits yeah, teams, teams are drafting traits i mean mcdonald converted to football as a sophomore in high school like yeah. he doesn't have many reps you but know? he looks Absolutely. he looks more polished than vanessa if you look mm-hmm. at the game overall it, it, you want to talk about the tool tool like describing the tools mcdonald's a craftsman and and um vanessa is, is cobalt like you know they're trying to come up make a name for himself and, and mcdonald's already kind of like more established i feel like- both had coaches that didn't play them correctly yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You could argue that. Sure. He was inside a lot, McDonald. It was, it was shocking how much yeah. he would kind of line up inside for, you know, four, three alignments. Um, but yeah, with, with him, it's funny. I talked to him at the combine and asked him, I was like, you know, what are you working on? What, do, what is it that you think you want to show NFL teams that you can do that you're working on in the offseason? And he said, you know, his hands and his counters and just working on, you know, keeping his pads clean yep. and having different arrows to reach into of his quiver so um even though he is pretty good you know he can slip very well i mean he's good at manipulating getting around guys he still wants to get better and you know that's what you want here where do you have him you know where's mcdonald going i'm just outside Uh, i am just going outside i think you're gonna see i i kind of had like a professor towards power edges and and like the the bigger guys in this particular uh mock because they see like i didn't want to let miles murphy go you know because he's 270 like i i don't feel comfortable being like oh yeah you got runs yeah let's 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 go through yeah so but he's 271 he ran it yeah yeah yeah. so that's the thing is like it's just a bigger the base doesn't come off the field can do everything edge as opposed to kind of you know the the three four olb that you're primed for. And like Brzee too, like, I, yeah. and Cansey. Like I just couldn't take one of these standups over those big, potentially, you know, in the middle of things, bringing pressure from the inside. I, I just prioritize them. That being said, I like the edge class. I just think there's so many of them mm-hmm. that it could yeah. push down some of these guys you don't expect because there's, it's deep. It's deep. It's good. And you're going to be able to get a, a parade in the second round of just really good Fosky, Ojolari, like you mentioned, McDonald. Like, they're, those guys are going to be going, and they're going to make somebody very happy. Dude, some of these picks that you got, man, I, love, I, I absolutely love them. So the next one up, he's got 20. Osiris Torrance first got off the board going to Seattle. 
right? It's not then sexy. I know. I, no, I, I like it, actually. It and is then, for Kenneth Walker. Uh, yep, exactly. And then, <laughs> right. Exactly. Clear lane. That's what he says with the Zydus shore up line and clear lanes for Kenneth Walker. The Seahawks select Torrance. Like, you, you guys are on the same page. This one, Coach has been kind of pounding the pavement a little bit about 21, Chargers select Jordan Addison, wide receiver. And then 22, Baltimore Ravens take Quentin Johnson. And you got uh, QJ goes under 26 and a half. It's, it's plus 130, right? And the yeah. Ravens take a white out here. It's plus 200. And then th- this one, th- if this happens, oh, my good Lord. Zay Flowers to the Minnesota Vikings at 23. You put Zay Flowers with Justin Jefferson, good luck. Yeah, and, and you look at Minnesota, the odds moved from plus 210, you know, two weeks ago to plus 175. So it's actually, we're, we're getting closer and closer. The market is thinking, all right, you know, this is this is becoming a more increased possibility. I had Zay in my first mock. I kept it chalk because I just think that, look, it's he's moved already. When, I, when we started uh, two weeks ago, when it first opened, he was at 24 and a half is over under. Now he's at 22 and a half and he's juiced to the under at 22 and a half minus 165. Yeah. So the market is telling us it's moved two spots mm-hmm. and it's already minus 165. So I think even, even taking him here at 23, the Vikings is even an over. And that seems like it's, you know, right where it should be. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the market has moved heavily in the direction of Zay Flowers uh, being picked very early. Yeah, I, I I love it. Uh, I think getting him up there. When we first got in this draft talk, everybody said he was early second round, right? Then he then he, you know he weighed in, and that was a wrap. And then the combine, you know, he showed out in, in his pro day. Um, then you go. We talked about Murphy. You got Murphy at twenty four to Jaguars, which over his over uh, over under eighteen and a half is at minus one one eighty, right? So I like that. J- Joe knows will love this one. Emmanuel Forbes at twenty five to the Giants. And here it is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Drum roll. Uh, Before we get into this one, Coach has on his bets to avoid. First tight end drafted, I think. Mayer is the guy, he says, but it depends on your flavor. Well, Coach, on this one, Froton has Dalton Kincaid to the Dallas Cowboys. Talk to us. Okay, my turn. So it's me me and Chef. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So you got to remember with Michael Mayer, of course. High-end production, led the NCAA in targets, college fantasy football darling at uh, at tight end. It was pretty much him and Bowers for the entire college fantasy season that were the one-two, and, it, and it, it was everybody else after that at tight end. That being said, you know, you watch Mayer, and throughout the entire season, he's billed at being 6'4", 6'5", 265 pounds. Everywhere across the board, he's 6'4", 6'5", 265. That 265 mark is like what stuck. And you look at his frame. He's thick, and that's good, but he's a little boxy. Uh, catching catching outside, you know, all the way, you know, catch radius, it's not huge. It's kind of more up, but it's not all the way up. I think, you know, definitely Kincaid has an advantage there. But what really bothered me with, with Mayer, and it was close, you know, I, I do, I obviously like him, but what bothered me with, with Mayer is he's built at 265, and he checks in at the combine at 249. He weighs in at 249 and 6'3". Well, now you're getting to a much more ordinary right. body type. Those are like Sam to... Laporta numbers. 
Yep. Yes, it's it's, and I like. Oh, I'm a Sam Laporta guy. But but he's I, a, I, late I'm second, early third. Yeah. Okay. I, I have in C2C last year in my in the program C2C league. I took him in the twelfth round uh, of a startup league. He is mine, and he'll be mine forever. <laughs> so um, I know how you are with your guys. I heard about Denzel Mims, so I'm sorry. All right, uh, I didn't. I didn't mean anything bad. By it's okay. It's all good. No, no. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, with but with Mary, you gotta remember he's six, so he's not six four two sixty five. He's six three two forty nine, and he's running a four seven forty yard dash. That's eleven out of the twenty twenty three group. A pedestrian mark here, Sheps. So when I'm looking at that, and I'm putting together all the somewhat limited athletic traits uh, as opposed to the, you know the obviously production, I'm trying not to marry myself to the production. And I'm just putting the putting things together. And then I see him with my own eyes at the combine. And not only I see him with my own eyes, I see him standing next to Darnell Washington. Okay. Right next to him as they're walking up to talk to Peter King on this NBC Sports set. Wish they were talking to me. They weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wish I had my ca- a camera on me because I would have taken the picture. Right. You don't understand just how big Darnell Washington is. Until you see him next to Michael Mayer. And then you realize how not big Michael Mayer is. Right. Because Donald Washington is, oh, wow. He's a house. Oh, my God. That man is a freak of nature. Mayer's just, he looks like a little kid next to Washington. <laughs> it's, it, it, was, it, I, it, it was one of the things at the Combine that struck me and, and stuck with me the most as a visual was seeing those two guys. And then you go and you put in all the, co- the the testing and all that. Unfortunately, Kincaid didn't have a chance to verify because he had a back fracture that he's gotten, he's gotten the good to go on. But I'm watching his tape, and he's catching outside his frame. He's more fluid in his movements. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I My cousin, uh, Cole Bishop, is a safety, safety in the entire you know, NCAA. He plays for Utah. A great thing to say. You know, so – all these things are, are factors what? here. And I know, you know, Dalton's he's well regarded around the program and stuff. So I'm a Dalton Kincaid guy. He went from his over under is what is 24 and a half. All right. I even have him going under here going to the Cowboys, but I do like the plus 115 on the first tight end. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna bash it. Go ahead, you know. I know you you you're yeah, you can't there. do that to me, my guy. <laughs> Sorry. You can't do that to me. You can't drop something. Maybe other people didn't catch it, but you cannot drop that you are on cousins to Cole Bishop, who is, is probably Legit. one of the top safeties in the Pac-12, if not one of the top safeties in college football this year, right? Top ten according to PFF, number nine on the PFF scale. I, I think he's a little higher personally on my board. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a top, at least top five. Like I, I'm with it. I, I talked to my guy Dino about it. I'm trying to get an interview with this man. Can you lock it oh, down yeah. for me? Oh yeah, Cole Bishop interview. Yes. Let me, see what, let me see what I can do. I'll, I'll talk to, I'll talk to his, his, uh, his, his grandma and, and my mom are really good friends. So thank you. Yeah, throughout, I, the I, family, you throughout the I, family I, lines. Let me so, see. So do. grandma favors. I, I, yeah, I, I whatever I got to do, I got to get, you know, I got to ask for favors. Him, so like I'm just, you <laughs> yeah. know, I was playing with him at the family reunions when he was a kid. You know, like, remind him. You got to remind him. Hey, remember that time I threw you a touchdown pass at the family reunion? I don't know if I have the stroke to be like, hey, yeah, do it, do whatever you with my buddy Nino here. Yeah. I'm gonna try. <laughs> now I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to to get in the good grade. Let me see what I can do about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it, my man. Now, wait, coach. wait. I, I just want to. So I'm not gonna knock you because I, I think, I think Tinkade is is a Jerry Jones pick, 
And I think Mayer is more of a Will McClay pick. And the reason I think that is because I think it makes more sense to get an inline blocking tight end due to the fact that we lost Noah Brown, who was our blocking wide receiver, and we lost Dalton Schultz, who is our pass catching wide receiver. But if you were looking for a pass catcher, you're absolutely right. I, I had I released a, a short uh, where I talked about Dalton Kincaid, where I think outside of Jackson Smith and the Jigba, I think Dalton Kincaid is the second best pass receiving option in the entire draft class, like including all wide receivers. So I, I'm with you. You know, I, I wouldn't, that's why I didn't want to touch the bet. I didn't want to, who's the first tight end. Cause it really just comes down to what you're looking for and what you like. And Dak likes his tight ends and this guy can stretch the field. You know, I, he's an elite playmaker. You know, you got, you're going to have Brandon cooks, Dalton Kincaid, CD lamb, Tony Pollard. Sounds like points. Sign me up. Sounds like I love it. <laughs> Sounds like points. Sign me up. Yeah. I, I'm going to take another L here because, you know, my guy says he agrees with you. First linebacker off the board. Next pick, 27 Buffalo Bills. Drew Sanders. So uh, so we're the same team, Sheps. We're the same team. Uh, That's uh, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, he's, what is it? It's at 170 now. Um, he, To him to be minus yep. 170, for him to be the first linebacker off the board. It opened up at plus 115. Um, the next guy. Michael Mayer, 28, Cincinnati. And then at 29, you got Clyde Canty to the Saints. Uh, talk to us about those three guys real quick before we close it out. The last two picks. Yeah, sure. Uh, Drew Sanders, man, that's a, uh, like you said, he was plus 115 when this all opened. And it was pretty much right there with him and Campbell. And now he's minus 170. Campbell's plus 180. And it seems like the market is tilted in his favor. And, and I'm glad because I did get shares of him then. Um, because you just look at Drew Sanders. And what do NFL teams covet? you know, out of off-ball linebackers, they want somebody who can bring heat. And obviously a former five-star edge rusher at Alabama who transferred to Arkansas and moved off ball. And was, even though he moved off ball, still number two in the SEC in sacks. You know, still bringing heat when you watch his film. And even though obviously Jack Campbell is the – I refer to him as like the Jack Lambert middle <laughs> linebacker. He's yeah. just the standard 70s, 80s, 90s coming for you you know like good luck escaping his long six five you know really long arms and everything like, he's perfect like, he's, catches mitts. he's a type yeah seriously and like so tight like my guys who were uh who are defensive guys you know um my friends and my syndicate like from you know from home who are defensive coordinators and stuff in the uh boston area framingham state one of my guys uh, a couple others anyways um, they all <laughs> rave about Jack Campbell. They love Jack Campbell. But Drew Sanders, modern linebacker that can rush and bring heat and has all that, like, athletes. And you watch the play speed. He's so fast when he's bringing it on the blitz. If you want that heat-bringing linebacker, I think that's a little more in demand. That's why I went with Sanders. He's also two years to... younger than Campbell. He's, Is two, that... he's two years younger. He's a three-year guy. He's an early out. Um, and a five-star edge rusher in Alabama. So I love him. Kalijah Kansi, man, one of the freakiest defensive linemen ever. I mean, yeah. the guy ran a four six five. I was I was there at Lucas Oil Stadium watching him run, and you saw all the other defensive linemen go right, and their body when they're running, their bodies are you know there's there's giant masses of skin just running flopping everywhere. You saw Kansi when he's running the forty at that four six five. There's no body movement here like there's no skin there's no going up and down it's 281 to the frame like strapped to him 
the way he was running and the way he, like his there's just no movement. It was crazy. And you goes to show because you watch him on film. He's small. He's short. He's like six one. He's two eighty one. You're gonna put somebody in that a gap. They got to be Aaron Donald to be two eighty five. As you have the autograph of Sheps, you have to be that guy Sal, to play. Hit me up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you have to be that. You have to be an absolute freak of nature to do that at 280 pounds. It's just how it is. Cansey is that kind of an athlete. And you watch how he knifes in and like how he, you know, he slips the blood and he's, and he's turning guys, but he's just, he's a penetrator. So like, yeah, he'll, is he going to hold up as a two gapper and run defense? No, no, that's not what you're, that's not what you want out of him, man. Is he going to bring pressure from the middle? And that's a problem. If you look at all, especially with new Orleans, mm -hmm. You know, they were the heavy favorites taking defensive linemen. Two weeks ago, they were minus 160. Mm -hmm. Again, down here to have a minus 160, that's a because there's so many variables involved, that's a pretty big line. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's, you know, you've seen that kind of shut up, leveled out where it's now plus 100 yeah. for it to be a DL because there's a possibility that could go with an offensive lineman here that's moved to plus 200. Yeah, with Ojolari like there still cool. also, that's interesting for New Orleans. Like, I like Cansey. You know, I think he's the better prospect. But another – an LSU guy, New Orleans. Like, home. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. – I think that makes me want to take that bet. I'd, I'd put money on them going D-line. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I, now – Ojolari, I love. I think he's the most polished dude. pass rusher in the in the set. Like, you watch – and we're talking – you know, we were talking, all right, McDonald's good, but he's a little raw. Not Ojolari, man. Ooh. That guy has so many different ways to be you. Varies his tempo. I love, I lo like, you'd see him fire off on, on a few snaps in a row where you're just like, man, this guy's so fast and his hands are so active and, he, and he's got so many different ways to beat you. And then he'll just throw, a, like, a little stutter step, just <laughs> just one of those at you. And you'll see the guy overset, like, <laughs> way up. And he just crosses the face and goes inside on him. It's like, he's so crafty. I love Ojolari, too. And I, like, I think NFL teams are nervous. I think they're a little gun-shy with LSU edge defenders. Because of the, the, like the last decade, De well, just defense in general, linebackers too, right? They haven't all panned out as well right. as, as they'd hoped. Right. Marquise yeah, Mingo, yeah. Arden Key, the guy out of Cleveland. Now we went to Falcons, the linebacker uh, Jones, right? Deion Jones from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I loved him in college, <laughs> and he was yeah. even terrible. He um, had like two good years. Yeah. So, coach, you got a bet that you like. It's total number of QBs in the first round. Over four and a half. You said you like that because you think Hooker makes it in the first round, right? Yes. Well, at 30, my guy Froton has got Henning Hooker going to Tennessee. He says the under 31 and a half is at minus 145. He's favored to be selected in the first round now. <laughs> what do we got here? Show it to me. So there Hennon he is. Hooker, baby. There he is. Yeah, there baby. he is. Hennon Auto, Bowman University Chrome, yeah. right there. Look at him. Numbered hey. autograph of Hendon Hooker. I'm invested. I'm ready. I we need, we need those drops. Go pew, 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 I pew. I all markets. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, any market you want. You see, you see the, the cards. All the markets related to college football I want to explore, right? And currently right now I think his card is at, is at a bargain considering where the other top guys are at from this class. If you can get into a break and get a Hendon Hooker, I, I think he gets a pretty good value on that. Oh, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Sneaking in, Sorry, getting that so fifth-year option. So much nerd stuff here. Right? Getting that fifth-year option. You know <laughs> what I mean? Exactly. And, Look and that's me. why I see this happening. Like like you're saying, I apologize for getting off on my tangent again. I'm so good at that. Uh, but, we like you know, it. with Hooker, you got to remember, his market right now, very interesting. Because you got he's 
he has the individual teams to select and market. Right now, he's at plus 1,000 for either the Titans, the Bucks, or the Texans to take him. Plus 700 for Seattle. Plus 350, the favorite, is the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You tell me that one of those teams, right, the Titans, the Bucks. You know, the Texans are probably, if they want to take one, they'll take one. But, like, you know, the, the Titans are going to miss out on a QB. You know, they, they are in position to probably do that. If they don't take a QB, which I don't have them taking one here, I don't have them be able to get one, they don't move up. Well, welcome to plan B at plus 1,000. Toss a couple bucks on that, you know. We'll, let's see what happens here. You know, I mean, it's, it's great odds. So uh, I predicted – Tennessee to move up to the 30 spot for the fifth year of team protection because the first round. So you get, you get four years mm-hmm. and a 50 year team option, as opposed to three years and a, four, a fourth year team option with the second round. I think if he hasn't been taken in the first round, if you're going to take them coming off an ACL, you almost give up the down the board fifth round and move up, you know, or whatever it takes, you know, fourth, a third, probably to move up there. It's not going to kill you. If you're Tennessee, Dallas might, just Dallas might move back. Malik Willis, you got to do it. I think. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I was interrupting you. I was just saying Dallas. Dallas might like at 26. I think they'd be in position to to move back a few slots if someone wants to come up and get Hooker. Totally, and, oh, and they'd love to get the capital. Ooh. Roll with it. I mean, I, I just think that makes all the sense in the world from a planning perspective. And so, I like your bet for you know over four and a half QBs. I'm I'm on it. We're on the same page. Like and it moved in your favor too, because uh, when it opened, Hooker was at thirty-two and a half for his over/under for a draft slot. It's now at thirty-one and a half. So the market's moving in your favor on that one. I love it. I love it. Yeah, 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 and coaches bat a thousand. And I mean, as I'm going through, you had um, <laughs> you, you had one running back off the board. You like Bijan, and that's all that uh, my man Froton's got is, is one running back off the board, right? You said um, what was it? Drew Sanders is, is the first linebacker taken. My guy's got him on the thing. So you've been just hot fire. Lock in the Tis coach. the season. Tis and the season. Rounding it out. It's going to be a very good draft day or a very bad draft day. <laughs> 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 hey, at least right now we feel right. Like, let's let's just cut it like, you know. Absolutely. Hope springs yeah. eternal right That's now. it. We'll that's it. That's, that's what I always say, right? You know, it's the, it's the season of hope right that's now. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The tea leaves. Like you always say, you got to read the tea leaves. And then closing it out. My man Froton says Brian Brzee to Kansas City at 31. Uh, talk to us about this before we close out this mock. Yeah, gosh, it's always so tough when you're looking at that last pick. It's like, oh, okay, what happens? And I think, you know, you could see either one of these teams trading out. I mean, I had Philadelphia trading out at the 30 pick because right. obviously it's Howie Roseman. He's going to trade. <laughs> but, uh, you know, trying to peg the, the Chiefs marketplace, DL – which where I went slight favorite, but it's pretty close. Like they're the one plus one seventy five of the defensive line, offensive lines plus two hundred. Wide, wide receiver is actually the favorite at plus one fifty. So you have three different positions between plus one fifty and two hundred. It's a three way race here. You know, like there's really no no feel in the marketplace. Uh, so I just kind of went and evaluated and just just thought on if I'm them, what I think they you know kind of need. They could use somebody to stop the run a little bit. Obviously, they're the Super Bowl champions, so we might have to tell them what to do. But um, <laughs> tossing a big former five-star, the number one prospect out of his high school class in 2020, Brzee, 
Uh, just a, an absolute unit out there. His over-under is 29 and a half, so he's right in this range. He goes two over, you know, that's minus 140 to go over. So uh, I just felt like, you know, I'm a Brzee guy. I like Brzee. You'd seen him in, in earlier mocks really much, much higher. The fact that he slips down here, I just didn't want him to go out of the first round. Uh, so I went for Z since I thought it filled that need. I, I like it. You pair him with Carl Office, another youthful guy on the other edge. Yeah, just for lost, real. They went right? edge last year. Yeah. And, they, and they lost Clark, right? He, he's gone, oh, and yeah. they have Chris Jones yeah. inside. So that's a youthful. Chris, I mean, Chris Jones, Jones ain't, ain't, ain't going to be there forever. Right, too, exactly. So, like, so you lock the edges down. Bringing a horse. Yeah. I yeah, like. Big I mean, boy, big boy. Yeah, he's I, he's more of a three tech than yeah. Show, like, I said it Maybe last week's show. Um, I kind of allied up coach to this one, and I stole the guy at the end. I know he said wide receiver is the favorite, and running off your guys on the board there. I like Josh Downs at Kansas City. W- what are your thoughts there? Josh Downs. Well, I mean, of, of course that would be interesting. The only thing, like, I'm looking at the the wide receiver room. Why would they go and take downs if they just went and took Sky more? You know, and they're saying because he's better. He's well, yeah. Justin yeah, Ross, I'm hearing is bubbling. Is. Justin course. Ross is what I'm hearing out of Kansas City. Yeah, and you're hearing Justin Ross, and you know, like there's they're saying all the right things, and there's you know, there's optimism. You obviously got Kelsey there as well, and they paid MVS for some reason. And uh, you know, I just think like if they have the skill set with with more and they invested in him. Like, do you compound that by taking a first round pick after you took a, a medium second the year before to take sky more? I just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit for me to take downs. I, I, if there's one of the more dynamic guys, I could see that. I think would be a little more logical. I think Quentin Johnson, where he's 26 and a half yeah. over under, if he fell here, I think that would make a lot more sense for Kansas city and put him in a position to succeed. My God, he would start skyrocketing up the board on, the uh, the rookie drafts, I know that. Yeah. But uh, in fantasy, but um, you know, I, I just it could happen. I just Here's feel like the- there's a lot of like edges. I think you're going to see a lot of pretty good wide, like the wide receivers start going off the board, and they're going to be able to have their pick at the end of the second round of whoever they really want. And I think there'll be some pretty good guys there they can get that aren't going to be the caliber yeah. that are good enough compared to who they get here anyways without the well, premium guys. I mean, I have my preferences. I like Mims. I like right, Tilton. Right. Um, you know, but maybe they go and they just sit and wait and see which one of those guys, and that could very well follow them, a, a Tillman type that you could get there. You're not going to get a Brian Brzee type uh, I, at the end of the second round. Second round you right. know, you're just not going to get that that dominant three-tech with his pedigree. So that was really the, the, the difference maker for me. Sure, I think that they definitely still go on, but yeah, you had to make a call. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know, I get it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, coach. Here, the draft gods are gonna bless you, Eric, because you have been so gracious with your time, and you've helped so many people. You helped me look good. All right, and <laughs> it's not hard to teach. <laughs> you're helping people win money, so the draft gods are gonna bless you and Nino and your New England Patriots. And here's here's the lineage, right? We got Wes Welker, we got Julian Edelman. We got Josh Downs. Josh Downs going to New England. He is going to be the next great slot wide receiver for 10 plus years. He embraces everything those cats embrace. 
And I think I think it's a good fit. Second round. I, 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 I would have no problem yeah. with that, but Belichick wouldn't re- – well, I don't think he would go that early. Listen. I think he's going to wait for a guy like Parker Washington, who was a you, poor man's version. You know how Eric – has a cousin who plays his cousin. football. He's real close to a grandmother you got a friend of a who knows friend. his mother. Listen, yeah. listen. My wife's uncle since passed, God rest his soul, had a house, had a house in Nantucket. A lady we went and visited rode up I on a bicycle it. with a with a cart in front on the top of her bicycle. This is a real story. With a oh, real yes. story. I'm at the house in Nantucket. It's our first time there. Gene, Uncle Gene passed. Great guy. Phenomenal. Phenomenal uncle. Old time Nantucket himself. He, he bought the house in Nantucket in like the 70s when it was like dirt cheap. It's in Sconset. You know who has a house in Sconset? Bill Belichick has a house in Sconset. So this lady brings me a book signed by Bill Belichick. So I kind of know Bill Belichick through her. <laughs> Maybe Whoa. I could put in a word for you guys. Ah, All right. no. Pretty good. All right. uh, See, that's Nantucket hey, right there. That's living, the six know? degrees of separation. With so let's see. Let's see. Or at least maybe I could talk to the dog who sits at the table and has the computer and makes the draft picks. One or the other. You I know? love it. Yeah. I, Shit, wow. You are practically Illuminati. in Nantucket. i mean that's where they all are right bohemian grove in nantucket those are the places he's got the hoodie on already look illuminati he's ready to go (laughs) (laughs) uh hey coach you're the maestro let's close us out hey man eric it has been phenomenal like this was a long time coming and to be honest and fair like we need to do this again sometime soon we need to link up. I know, you know, Nino's in Massachusetts. You're going to be Rhode Island. Get together. We'll get back on the airwaves. But everybody, if you're not, if you're following us, you're not following Eric, you need to check him out at C-F-F-R-O-T-O-N on the Twitter. Again, he's a lead college football NFL draft analyst for NBC Sports. Everybody, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you following us and checking us out throughout the whole NFL draft process. If you would like to get in mock draft with us and get in the mock draft challenge, go to our Twitter handle, at Toilets to Titles, the pin tweet will show you exactly all the rules and directions are there. It is free. You just need to do a few. Basically, you need to click a button a few times. Then you submit your mock. You could win up to 500 bucks, depending on who comes on. And uh, enjoy the draft. We're going to be live streaming during the NFL draft. Nino's going to be in there for a little bit. We're going to have people oh, yeah. coming in and out. Nino's going to be Nino's going to be on like 18 different streams. He's, I don't know if you've ever seen Harry Potter before, Eric. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. But Hermione Granger in one of the books, she had this like time spinner thing where she could stop time, go back in time. And that, I swear to God, Nino's got one of those things because I don't know how he does it. But Eric, what are your plans during the NFL? draft you can be streaming at all or what's going on uh i will be for the first round i have softball uh it should be about right around pick 20 and then after that after i get out of softball i'll be watching it at the bar beforehand hell yeah the sponsor then i'll go to the game and then i'm going home to write my round two and three mock Hey, do me a favor, um, for, share it with for us. For the morning. So I'll be up all night yeah. on set on Thursday night doing that, writing and, and getting all that out and hopefully having market analysis. Hopefully I have some markets for me to play with. You know I love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh and then I'll oh, be doing yeah. that. And then I wanna say day two, uh Friday. I wanna say I'll you know, hanging out with the guys and, and oh, yeah. watching it. I'll probably put out a couple videos. I think NBC will want me to put out a video or two. That's what I did last year. So just an instant reaction type deal. So I'll just follow, just follow, 
Say hi. Uh, oh, yeah. Awesome. Guys. Thank you. Share, share, share with us your whenever you write the round two, round three. We'll share it out. I want to look at it so I can make some bets, especially if we win. We're both correct. We'll probably oh, agree on all the second so. round throws. <laughs> all right, everybody. You we have we have taken up enough of your time this evening. We appreciate you and we will catch you all later on. Take care.